Hi, this is Chelsea Vale. You have found the Whole Heart Podcast, a podcast for conscious parents who want to do things differently. Parenting the Whole Heart way is about love, connection, play, and raising our children naturally. It can get, at times, a little bit crunchy. Let's jump in. Hey everyone, thanks for listening in again. Let's talk rhythm and routine. Those words almost come across like they're synonymous, but they're not, especially when you're thinking about um, your home-based curriculum or your home-based school setting, or even your rhythm at home if you're not a homeschooling parent, but you just prefer having a little bit of of a rhythm, right? Rhythm and routine are also very different than schedule. So I'll explain this to you from a Waldorf perspective because that's the way I kind of run my home. And then we'll look at the way that other um, programs and and methods for parenting and education um, also recommend. So when you think about rhythm, if you're talking to a Waldorf mother or somebody that practices the Waldorf way at home, rhythm is about breathing in and breathing out. Or Steiner would talk about inhale, exhale through your day. And what he really was recommending is that children have an ebb and flow to their day to give them a purpose, a grounding, and a sense of security about their day. But it's very different than routine. Routine means you do the same thing every day. Um, and schedule would be even further than that. You do the same thing every day at the same time. So there's almost like tears here, right? So rhythm is um, ebb and flow, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. I kind of know what to expect throughout my day, but it's very loose. It's unstructured. It's free, but I know what to expect. Nothing's really going to come out of, out of nowhere at me. Um, and there's rest times and active times and rest times and active time. That is what Steiner meant when he talked about providing a rhythm in the home. Routine means um, we're getting up in the morning, we're eating you know, this breakfast at the table, then we're going to do a craft, and then we're going to get in the car, we're going to go to the park, we're going to come home, we'll have lunch, we'll have nap, we'll have um, you know, after after nap reading time or craft time or you know paint whatever and then we do some hand working and some knitting and then we have dinner that we prepare together and we do brush teeth and, and we go to bed. Um, that is more of a routine and, and built in there are specific instructions and outing, I'm sorry, um, built in crafts or activities um, you know kind of kind of built into the day and it's a little bit more rigid than rhythm. And then there's, um, you know, even further than that, which is schedule. And that means we wake up at this time, we eat at this time, we go here, um, we leave the house at 8.20 and we have lunch at 11. And, and that's that's even more intense, right? That's a schedule and that's like an everyday, we know exactly what we're going to do kind of thing. If you look at this from different tiers, you'll recognize that what provides more joy in a child's life and more joy as a parent and also can be... Um, a little bit more enjoyable as a parent is when you can kind of let go of the schedule a little bit. If you're a working parent, of course, you can't get rid of the schedule. Like with my kids, if we're not out the door by 8.20, it wrecks my entire day pretty much. Um, And so when we leave the house is definitely like not something that I can move around. However, when we have our meals and things, that, that kind of changes and we have more flexibility throughout the rest of the day. Rhythm, the way that I see it is... You don't necessarily have to do the same thing every day. You don't have to have built-in craft time 
art time, hand working, free play, outdoor play. Don't you don't have to have that built in at certain times. That that would be that would fall under the routine, right? We go to the park every day at, at two or we go to the park from you know two to four or whatever. Um, but with rhythm, it's really about not focusing so much on what time you're doing things or what day you're doing things or how often or for how long you're doing things, but really just building in active times and rest times in a time where you're all together. That's kind of the inhale. So maybe you're all together at meals and then you free play and there's exhale. If you have unstructured free play, whether it's indoors or outdoors, that is an exhale period, right? That's a free play type of time. If you're at the table and you're doing hand working and then you move from hand working to a craft activity and then you move to chopping up vegetables and then you are having lunch, you've had pretty much an entire morning of inhale because it's all been structured. And then you might have an outdoor where they free play and they get to read their own stories and then they're painting. And so then you've had an entire afternoon of exhale, right? And the only inhale is maybe sitting down for dinner and they exhale again and they all kind of run around and, you know, maybe one person's taking a bath upstairs, one person's taking a bath downstairs, somebody else is getting on their PJs. And then, so that, that's too much freedom. And I think that's what Steiner was trying to avoid when he talked about the value of rhythm is you know, this ebb and flow that provides, you know, the exhale where we can be free and then we come back together and we get grounded and we get centered and we focus and then we go back out and we play again. And when I say back out, I don't necessarily mean outdoors, but I mean sort of back out free away from the family or the teacher, the mentor, right? So I'm hoping I'm explaining that, that, um, you know, having rhythm in your family doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have a routine. It just means that there is accountability and sort of a structure that the child can count on. And some of you are thinking, okay, well, I can't do any of this, right? I can't have rhythm. I can't have routine. I definitely don't have a schedule because I have a five-year-old and a two-year-old and a newborn. And that makes no sense. That's completely impossible. And I tell you, I hear you. Okay. That's really what I wanted this podcast to be about or this episode was to let parents know you don't have to have routine. It is damn near impossible to have routine when you have kids of different ages. Hell, it's damn near impossible to have routine when you have kids at all, regardless of age and how many kids you have. Um, Schedule is, it seems like a foreign concept, but rhythm is much easier to, to follow and to have. And I'll give you an example of our rhythm. We get up in the morning. Don't know what time it's going to be. I don't know. Sometimes they're laying all over me. Sometimes one rushes up and runs into the bathroom, whatever. But our rhythm is that in the morning, we have a little bit of a snuggle time. They crawl on top of me. We talk about their dreams or they might tell me what they're excited about for the day. Um, But a routine would be that we have a morning verse and maybe we hold hands or say a prayer or something. And then about eight o'clock, we're out of bed and beginning to get our clothes on. That's a routine. That's not how we do things in my home. You might do it in yours and that's fine. I think it would stress me out to have that much structure in my day, but the rhythm is something my kids can count on. They know that we have a little bit of time in the morning to connect, to love, snuggle, tickle, play, talk about our, our, our you know, dreams and things like that, talk about our expectations of the day, what the day might be like, and occasionally they might say, can we say our morning verse? And we have our morning verse, which is a Waldorf um, verse. We say, good morning, earth, 
Good morning, sun. Good morning, flowers and fairies, everyone. Good morning, beasts and the birds in the tree. Good morning to you. Good morning to me. And sometimes they request that, so we say it, and then we move on. Now, there might be an activity on the table downstairs for them to do or some free play um, things, but occasionally I forget and it doesn't happen and I let that go. There is always something for them to do in the morning. It might be a cartoon that they've been wanting to watch. I might just pull some library books and lay that out on the table, but they know that part of our rhythm is that they are doing something independently while I am getting ready for the day by brewing coffee, preparing breakfast, and packing lunches. That is every morning. It is not a routine because it's not the same thing every day. That would stress me the F out, just being totally honest with you. If I knew every day I've got to have this sensory play and every day I've got to have knitting on the table or whatever, it would drive me bananas. For some moms, they can do it and they function better that way. More power to you, rock on. That does not work in my home. But the rhythm, independent play while I'm cooking and preparing for the day. And then as I go upstairs to get ready, you know, myself, they know it's time for them to get ready. That's the rhythm. It's just not always the same time. And then we leave and they have free play at school for a few hours. Then they have a rest period at school, which is their lunch. That's their inhale time. And then I pick them up and we have story time and we share about our morning and we talk about how the day was and we free play a little bit in the car by singing songs or doing some finger play, telling stories. And then they have a down period, which is their nap. Then they wake up and they free play. We go to the park, we go to the library, we go to the gym um, where I work out and they play with other kids. We might go to the lake and run around the trail. We might go to a playground or the ice cream shop. It is different every single day, but they know that when they get up from their nap time that they have hours of free play. That is the exhale period. And then we come back and there is inhale, which means they're doing something independently calm, quietly while I'm preparing dinner, or if it's appropriate for them to make dinner with me, then we're all doing it together. And then they have free play again, possibly stories, coloring, a project, or some Play-Doh while I'm cleaning up the kitchen, right? So there's that exhale period. And then we inhale with bath time, pajamas, teeth brushing, two stories, and then bed. It's never the same time. It's never the same book. We don't always say the same songs or the same verse or anything like that, but if you'll notice that there is a rhythm to the day that they know what to expect each day. They know there will be meals. They know there will be free play. They know there will be stories. There will be time for cuddles. There will be time for self-care, for eating, for hygiene, and then for sleep. And all of that they can trust throughout the day, enough that I don't necessarily need to tell them what we're going to do every day because they know generally what to expect. There's never really any big shock. And if there is, for example, like we're going to go to the doctor's office today, they make a really weird, funny face, the doctor's office, what? Because that's a kink in their day. But then we can talk about how things are different sometimes. And that's how our morning is going to be. And because we're going to the doctor this morning, we might have to have breakfast in the car. Isn't that silly? And then that's where the last episode talked about preparation is key. Anytime there's going to be a little kink, um, changing things up, we talk about it and I prepare them for that. But I really want you to focus on the differences between rhythm, routine, and schedule because I know as a busy parent, routine 
and schedule would really stress me out. If I felt like I had to have certain things built in every day, it would drive me crazy. Some of you listening are probably on the Waldorf Homeschool Mamas page, or maybe you run a home-based center or you're homeschooling several kids. If that's the case, of course you have to have things built in. But as Steiner would, would advise, not until age like six or seven. So if you're an early childhood homeschooling mama or you have an 18-month-old or a two-year-old or three-year-old, you don't need to have built-in handwork. That's like out of control to have for that, for that tiny age group. Having those materials available is great. Having clay available, woodworking, beeswax, crayons, art supplies, that kinds of things. But if you were to walk into pretty much any Waldorf school or program, you're going to see options for kids kind of set up like centers. And there's going to be periods of inhale and exhale, but mostly it looks free because the children are engaged in their free play. That's the rhythm. And then they might come back and have a snack together and then they go out and they play again and then they come back and then they go out and they come back and they sing songs and then they go out and play and build and they come back in and they read or, you know, whatever. There's that's, that's the rhythm and that's very different than routine and schedule. So I hope that if you are one of those mamas that's come across this recommendation to have a rhythm about your day, that you're not allowing it to stress you out, especially if you have young kids. If you have a child from zero to five, just keep them alive and let them play and love them. Those are probably the most important things. Um, Keep them alive, keep them fed and let them play. That's the most valuable advice I can give you for the zero to five age. But please, please, please try not to confuse rhythm with structure. That'll just stress you out. You have been listening to the Whole Heart Crunchy Parenting Podcast. If you like what you've heard here today, please subscribe on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcast. I'd greatly appreciate a review on Apple Podcast, a follow on Instagram at joinwholeheart, and please visit my website for more content at wholeheartcrunchyparenting.com. If you'd like to support this podcast further, please check out patreon.com slash wholeheart, where you can make a small donation to help me continue creating the content you love and moving towards personal and professional goals. Thank you again for listening. Be well. Be well.